Hey, Leroy UMC family. Thank you for joining us this week. I hope you're enjoying our transition into fall with the cooler weather. So this week's sermon on the gospel according to Dr. Seuss is all about being a part of God's family by diving into the book titled The Sneetches. Let's send it over to Pastor Tammy for this week's sermon. Let us now um, focus on scripture this morning as I read to you from James chapter 2 verses 1 through 13. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. It is not the rich who are exploiting you. Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, you shall not commit adultery, also said, you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Father, bless these words that you've put into my mouth. May they be the words you want others to hear. And help us, Lord, to respond in the way that you have designed it. Amen. Now, the star belly sneeches had bellies with stars. The plain belly sneeches had none upon thars. Those stars weren't so big. They were really so small. You might think such a thing might not, wouldn't matter at all. But because they had stars, all the star belly sneeches would brag, we're the best kind of sneech on the beaches. With their snorts in the air, they would sniff and they'd snort. We'll have nothing to do with the plain belly sort. 
And whenever they met some, when they were out walking, they'd hike right on past them without even talking. When the star-bellied children went out to play ball, could a plain belly get in the game? Not at all. You only could play if your bellies had stars. And the plain-bellied children had none upon stars. You know, every time I read The Sneetches by Dr. Seuss, I get this overall feeling of deja vu, that been there, bought the t-shirt type of feeling. I'm taken back to a time when I was in grade school, when I was always picked last for the team for games, or treated differently because I was more of a geek. Or even to when I was in junior high and high school, when I was made to feel inferior, not good enough. Maybe you had a similar experience, where those popular kids walked around with their nose in the air and looked down on others as if they were beneath them and not even good enough for them to even be acknowledged. What is really sad is the way that I and many of my friends and other people allowed those people to make us feel about ourselves. The crowd I always hung around with were always made to feel the same way, that they weren't good enough to even walk the same hallways as those popular kids, let alone sit in their same space in the cafeteria. They acted like they were better than everyone else and made sure the rest of us knew it. And the worst part was, it was the teenage girls that were the worst. It is not funny how that happens to us in our formative teenage years and how that can damage our self-esteem and how years later we can still find ourselves feeling that same way we did as a teenager in high school. Less than what we truly are. Now another reason that this story resonates with me is because of the world that we live in today with the angst over the differences that are pointed out between gender and nationality and race and color and creed, not to mention our church affiliations. We tend to forget that God created all of us, each and every one of us, to look different, to act different, to speak different. You get the point? The differences in some cases are minor and maybe not really that noticeable, while other differences are quickly noticed and can be rudely pointed out. These differences then explode into things that we hear about on the news or even find ourselves in the midst of. Everything from bullying to racial conflicts to riots and more. Too often, people allow these differences to divide them instead of seeing the differences as something good that should unite us. And in some cases, 
like with the Sneetches. These differences, even something as small as a star on the belly, can cause favoritism, judgmentalism, low self-esteem, low confidence in yourselves, and make a person feel left out and different. In our scripture reading, James tells us that favoritism is forbidden. It is wrong to treat the rich differently than the poor. Even more so, it is wrong to show favoritism or partiality to anyone because in God's eye, we are all equal. James writes that if you show favoritism, then you commit sin, which in turn then causes you to break God's laws, specifically the law to love your neighbor as yourself. The example that James uses was fitting for that time, pointing out the treatment of a rich man over a poor man but could easily be written in a totally different way for the world that we live in today. We could point out how people are treated differently because of their race or their gender, as well as their social status or the way they look. The way we look at and treat others that we believe to be different from us should be looked at in a new light. The star belly sneeches treated the plain bellies as if they were inferior. And because the plain bellies had no stars upon thars, they were not allowed to play ball with them, nor were they invited to their wiener roasts or picnics or parties on the beach. And like my friends and I back in high school were made to feel in those days, those plain bellied Sneeches felt shunned and were made to feel different, inferior. The story then tells us they never invited the plain belly Sneeches. They left them out cold in the dark of the beaches. They kept them away, never let them come near. And that's how they treated them year after year. Do you treat everyone equally? Or do you look at certain people differently, depending on maybe their skin color, their looks, their social status, their political stance? How many times do we say we love all people but fall down on the job of showing that same kind of love to all the people? How often do we make others feel inferior because of the way they look or act or the way we interpret them to be? How often do we allow our differences to speak to who we are and cause that rift in our relationships with one another? Differences have been known to divide us, to cause fractures in our relationships, and to cause favoritism and judgment. 
We've all seen this in personal relationships, in our families, and yes, even in the church. No one is immune. Differences can divide or they can bring us together. In the New Bible Commentary, Peter H. Davids, the theologian that, write, that writes the commentary on James, explains verses two and four of James that we just read in this way. He refers to how things would have been done when James was written. David's writes that by the description that James gives of the scene and the differences therein, that the setting would have been a church court. He then explains that there are two believers that have some type of dispute that causes them to go to the church court for a trial. And James describes each man involved in this dispute. Now, James doesn't come out and say that the first man is rich. He is instead described by what he is wearing, a gold ring and fine clothes. While the second man is described as a poor man in filthy old clothes. Now, because of the way they're dressed, they're treated differently. The man in the fine clothes is given a special seat while the poor man is told to either stand or sit on the floor. So before the trial ever begins, we're able to see that it is not an even playing field. Not a fair trial. Davids then writes that Jewish law demanded, demanded that both parties either sit at the same level or stand. It also demanded that if one were rich, he either dress the poorer man as he is dressed or dress himself in shabby clothes like the poorer man. If the church accepted and responded to the economic differences between the two men, they would be showing favoritism. And what is more, they would have become judges with evil thoughts. Now in the story of the Sneetches, we find that those poor, plain-bellied Sneetches sat around feeling sorry for themselves, wishing that their bellies had stars when something life-changing for them happens. A stranger zips up in the strangest of cars. This is when Sylvester McMonkey McBean comes on the scene and tells the plain belly Sneetches he has this wonderful machine that can give them just what they want, stars on their bellies, for a price, of course. Many people have been made to think that if they change their looks or change the way they act, then maybe they'll just fit in. We're made to think that we can buy this or do that and we can be better accepted. We'll fit in better with the crowd. We won't stand out as much as being different. But these Sneetches were no different 
So they pay their $3 each and they go through McBean's machine and come out with stars on their bellies. They're so happy, excited in fact, that they rush out to the point and point to the Sneetches that already had stars that they too now have stars upon theirs. This of course causes an uproar and the Sneetches then origi that originally had stars on their bellies are not happy at all. McBean then offers to remove their stars for a price and of course they fall for it and they pay $10 each to have their stars removed all in order to remain different from the other Sneetches. Now this goes back and forth again and again until they forget who originally had stars upon theirs and those who did not. And then we read, then when every last cent of their money was spent, the fix-it-up chappy packed up and he went and he laughed as he drove in his car up the beach, they never will learn. No, you can't teach a sneech. You can't teach a sneech? Can you teach a human being? Can we change how we look at others around us? James argues in the scripture read earlier that if a person's behavior is that of partiality or favoritism, then that person is living in a way that is more like the persecutors of the church instead of a person that follows Jesus. How do you fit into this description? All of us seem to be guilty of looking at some people in ways that show partiality. I would venture to say that we have all met someone at one time in our lives and instantly had that feeling that there was something about them that may cause us to talk to or treat them differently than others. But Jesus teaches that we are to love one another despite the differences. And even more than that, Paul writes this in his letter to the Galatians. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So, in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. And all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Did you catch our memory verse in there? You are all one in Christ Jesus. That is the key. 
Christ came that we might be justified by our faith in him. Through, through our faith, we are all children of God, baptized into Christ, clothed with Christ. And Paul points out to us that we are all one, all one in Christ Jesus. We are no longer different. We are not to see one another as our race or our gender. We're not to judge others by religious beliefs. For there is only one God, and if we all have faith in Jesus, then not only do we become one with Christ, we become one with each other. And our differences should not come between us and divide us, but instead draw us together in unity. Now I love how the story of the Sneetches ends. The very last page says, but McBean was quite wrong, I'm happy to say, that the Sneetches got really quite smart on that day the day they decided that sneetches are sneetches and no kind of sneetch is the best on the beaches. That day, all the sneetches forgot about stars and whether they had one or not upon theirs. You see, the sneetches learned a lot through their interactions with McBean and with one another. By McBean creating a way to make money off the Sneetches, he inadvertently helped them to see that their differences that they had, those differences that they allowed to divide them, actually didn't matter in the least. And that they were Sneetches just the same. And their one little difference didn't matter at all. For us, by way of the Sneetches and scriptures, we find that our differences shouldn't matter, especially in a negative way. And that as long as we believe in Jesus Christ, as long as we have faith in Christ, then we are all children of God, baptized in and clothed with Christ. And the sooner we remember that, the better off we will be. For we all will have discovered our differences, work together, and make us one body, one in spirit, and one in Christ Jesus until Christ comes in final victory for all to see. Let us pray. Loving Father, thank you for the reminder that we have been created with differences, but each of us are created in your image. An image that unites us as one body and with one purpose, to love one another, to be one family, and to have faith that, who, that you who have given us life will continue to guide us each and every day in the ways we are to go. We thank you for our differences that make us who we are, but also help us 
to better see the ways we can work together for a better world and to live as true Christians. Amen. Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you are blessed and that you are a blessing. Go in peace.